Good evening, good afternoon, welcome to uh, this uh, week's edition of the Inside Out Effect podcast, uh, the now self-proclaimed uh, personal uh, and self-development podcast globally in the world. So globally, I, globally, globally, and in the world, globally, and in, in the world. world. Yep. Yeah, and that's only at six pm on a Saturday night. So uh, keep uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so I'm your host Stephen Jakes from HealingTheMind.co.uk and co-founder of the Inside Out Effect. Uh, and today's episode is quite a sensitive episode. Um, there's been a lot of it on mainstream media, and also uh, there's a lot about it on um, social media. And it's about how to heal dark thoughts and feeling suicidal. And I know there's a lot around that right now, uh, especially um, across all the media platforms and all the mental health groups. So we decided today to uh, do a podcast covering this. Uh, and I know it is uh, uh, quite a sensitive uh, uh, subject, So, uh, but we will be delving into that and, yep. uh, and uh, talking about what causes it and you know what the impact is and how it actually can be resolved and actually reversed, if you know what I mean. So yep. that's the best way to do it. Yep. But obviously, before we, uh, we start, I'd like to bring in our own resident nutty professor, um, my partner, my, uh, my good friend, creator of the DTO system and author of the book Decoding Pain, um, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, and I have got the fast, and I have the furious, and the marvellous Jonathan Shaw. Hello, mate. How you doing? How you doing? So, welcome. Fast and Furious, very good. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. it makes it sound like Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) And I love Kung Fu Panda. It's brilliant. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah, fantastic. Kung Fu Panda's great. Yeah, brilliant. 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 But yes, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, been um, fun. So, it's been three weeks since we've done the last podcast. Yes. And so, um, there's probably a lot that's happened in that three weeks between then and now. So, would you like to divulge to the watchers and the listeners? Uh, exactly what's been going on in the world of Jonathan Shaw and his clinic and Inside Out and what's been happening um, in the last three weeks yeah it's been a really really busy three weeks I'm just about to start another clinic up in Billericay uh, one day a week starting up there and I've already got a fully booked out uh, clientele uh, in that um, which we are doing a which we're doing a Law of Attraction tour a law of on attraction the 16th talk. of March which is a Monday evening. We're doing our first Law of Attraction talk of this year. Uh, it's in Billericay. Uh, you can check it out on, on Facebook. And Eventbrite. And Eventbrite, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's... But get tickets as soon as possible because they fill out really, really quickly. It's still super popular. So we're very much looking forward to that because we did one at this same place last year, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and just been super busy with clients. Um, and yeah, just just treating lots of people, and uh, it's it's just man- nothing the exciting. Then. Oh no, something very exciting. What? Something very exciting. The DTO book, yep. The DTO handbook, yes, uh, is nearly ready to start being published. Fantastic! And we are news. looking to get it published rather than self-publish it. So that. Uh, is in its final draft. Yes. It's going to go to proofread, and then we're looking for a publisher to publish the DTO handbook. Fantastic. Which is just the basic DTO process so that anyone can learn to do the basic process. And there is a video course online that goes with that as well. So Marvellous. That's great. And I know you put a lot of work into that, mate. So um, uh, well done, you. Yeah. And uh, all that hard work's now come to pay off because it's taken a year, year and a half. Uh, it's taken uh, a, about a year to write the book. Even though it's a small book, the person I'm doing it with, she's. You should have uh, learned how to write, mate. I should, yeah, yeah, I know, I it a lot quicker. <laughs> Well, I'm dyslexic, so I'm like, that's like, that's a bit harsh. I'm, uh, Is it? Switch uh, that off, mate. Yeah, I'll switch it off. Um, no, it's uh, it's it's been difficult to condense it, make it simple in a book. Yeah, that's a difficult bit because obviously when you write, it's hard to write about. It. It's easy to talk about it, yeah. but it's hard to write about it to keep it simple. And we really wanted like a handbook, something simple that people flick through, learn how to do it, bam, go away and do it. Yeah, um, and. Uh, this lady who's helped me write it she's actually a proper writer and she actually sent someone to me recently uh, last year and this lady called me up and I, I didn't know this until I spoke to her would you friend. call her a wordsmith uh, well Carrie she's a bit of a wordsmith she's yeah. a wordsmith yeah. but she recommended someone to me this lady called me up and she spoke to me and I only spoke to her once and I taught the DTO process over the phone she couldn't come to me for whatever reason, so I just taught the basic detail process. And when I saw Carrie the other day about the book, she said, oh my God, she's been flying ever since. You taught the process, you've been switching off things left, right and centre. And she's done it herself. Um, which is fantastic, which means it, it does work really, really easily. So we want to make the book very simple, but to make it simple was a bit complicated. Yeah. So we've done lots of drafts, and it's taken us about a year, and of course she's busy and I'm busy. But we've, it's finally its last draft, so very excited about that. Yeah, good. I'll be, I'm, and I'm really pleased as well, because I mean, that's going to help lots of people that do obviously embrace that, take it on board and use it, because I know what it, how, how much it 
I can use I use it when I'm changing people's life on a massive scale. So yeah. that must be great news. So um so okay, so outside of that, uh any recent successes that you'd like to talk about, obviously of uh, of any recogn- you know, recognizable um, results from your clinic have you actually had anybody uh, yes well uh, I suppose because we're talking about dark thoughts and suicide um, yes I've been treating a guy for four weeks uh, he did his first four session or a month ago I suppose whenever he yeah. started I'm bit, I'm not quite like you I do an hour at a time I do an hour a week uh, so so it happens over when a you say you're not time. quite like me what do you actually mean by well, that well you do like you do really long like two hour sessions yeah I will in people, some cases you like yeah. to do that whereas I do an hour once a week I like to try and clear you know, the whole, like the whole thing. I like to try and get the whole thing in one go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I don't have the resource to be able to do that. I yeah. don't. I didn't set my clinic up that way, so it's tough for me yeah. to do that. Uh, but I've had this guy, and he's had depression for absolutely years, and I've known him for a while. I've known his partner for a long time. She was a colleague at one point, and he finally got so desperate uh, just after Christmas or during Christmas. He had a really bad time, and he just had enough. He finally had enough. He was not willing to do it before. He wasn't yeah. ready. And he's finally had enough. He came to me and he's he's a lot better. We switched off the, the dark thoughts he was having when he really wanted to commit suicide and things. And we switched off the memories of, that were causing the problem. And four weeks in, he's much, much better. And uh, and he's he's improving all the time. Yeah. And then we're going to start looking at reducing his medication at some point so he can come off of that and, and be okay with it. But we've reduced the, the, the thoughts all the way down and he's feeling a lot better. So after having it for years and years, yeah. he's finally feeling better and, and moving forward. Yeah, which I mean, is great. I mean, I've just, I don't want to step on here because I know it's your little bit, but uh, there's a guy that I see and he's had them all of his life. But he actually thinks that's who, that's who he is. Yes. And I've actually had to say to him, well, that's not actually true. It's not actually who you are. It's just, they're actually being triggered and, and all the rest of it. That's so, right, yeah. So, so if you are having dark thoughts out there and you do have this stuff going on, realise it isn't actually who you are. It's just, you know, stuff that's going no. on at a subconscious level and yeah. things we pick up wrong. But go on, carry on, please, mate. Um, um, so, so, yeah, so that was the main one I wanted to mention because obviously that's what we're talking about, dark thoughts and yeah. things. Um, and uh, and this morning, uh, recent, but I switched off someone's vertigo for her. Um, I'm seeing about something Reaching else. Reaching new heights. I, it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I switched off her, we're switching off her shoulder pain. She yeah. had a massive shoulder injury. And I went to see her about that uh, because we're fixing that. But... Uh, when she, I saw her, she had vertigo that came on yesterday and she's had bouts of it in the past but I just showed her what the conflict was uh, I switched the conflict off I then released the nerve from her neck and taught her what was really causing it and she stood up and her balance was back again and she wasn't wobbly and she was like oh my god I'm back to normal again thank god for that because she hates that feeling of yeah. ooh, sort of that, that woozy feeling so, so I know it's very recent it was very brief but that, that sort of stands out in my mind right now my brain's actually really cluttered with so so busy so many clients and the book and everything and this, moving to clinic I can't think of other things because sure we've got Liam May then mate I know really, but you've had, you, you've had an <laughs> oh. awesome week no I've had an Three, three weeks, weeks. Three, three weeks. So since the last podcast, it's just honestly, it's just been brilliant. I've got to say, this has probably been the most productive period mm. I've had with people. Um, I've had so loads of people now reaching out to me. It's like yeah. it's really, really, really increased, which is a bit weird because I think to a degree I was blocking that a little bit. Yeah, and we worked on something which we switched off. We since something. we switched that thing off. The floodgates have opened, oh, yes, that's and right. I'm attracting all these people. And um, so I've had a couple of, I've had three or four people that have come and had the seminar. Yeah. So that's where I teach them how the brain works, how the brain grows, how the brain works, how the subconscious works. Mm. Basically, the cause and effect of everything, you know, yeah. in their mind, and and why everything that that's going on in the world is actually made up. Yeah. You just make up shit. And yeah. you believe it, and then you wonder, and then you try and fix the thing that you've made up. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I do that." So I had four of those that were really successful, and at the end of it, I get to clear some of the stuff. So four of those, um, I've also had. Uh, I also got invited up to a a ladies' company. Yeah. So I ended up going to Bedfordshire, and I spoke to the whole team there. Yeah. And I did the same thing. So I do the seminar thing there, but I did it for the whole team, and I've oh, had. So that went really well. That went brilliant. Honestly, I was. Um, I didn't have you there. Just no, generally, you didn't, generally, didn't need me there. No, I didn't need you. No, no. Generally, we do this together. But I actually went up there and done that on my own this time, and um, and it was just awesome. And uh, the girls, the whole team, really were really lovely, really warm, and quite a good fit of fun with them. A bit of a laugh and a joke. The guy there, he was a para, uh, a para, Olympian. He was actually in the twenty twelve Olympics, and uh, Nathan, and he's a lovely guy. He picked me up and we spoke about it all the way up there, and 
you know, and uh, he was a bit frustrated that he hadn't met me before the 2012 Olympics because um, he could have done with my help. Yeah. But that would, you know, that's for another yeah. story. Uh, another day. Uh, but I went up there, done the team, and, uh, in, and I got a message the next day, and basically I'd already, in to a degree, changed a few people's lives. They listened to what I taught them, how the brain works, what they're doing, allowing things, making things not okay yeah. in their life. I did the whole communication model, the whole thing anyway. And so, yeah, so um, I had a really massive impact there. And Great. so that was really, really successful. And hopefully I'll go back there. Yeah. And um, and for those of you who don't know Steve very well, that was a big thing for Steve because when I first met him, he'd never really spoken to anyone. He'd not spoken to more than five people at, at once. Yeah. And he couldn't do it without shaking and nerves. And then we started doing talks together. He's learned and to go off and do something yeah. on his own, a talk on his own to a group of people. Yeah. Massive thing for yeah, I mean, I used to have a team of salespeople. I knew them, yeah. You know, they yeah, were my staff. So, like, your staff, so you're the leader. That's yeah, exactly. But to go and talk to a load of strangers, yeah. yeah. So I don't, it doesn't face me no, anymore now. It doesn't face me. And we've done loads of talks since, so that's, you know, that's been great. Hello to everyone who's messaging us. And hi, I can't see your names, but thank you for all your comments and, and things that you're saying. Thank you. Appreciate that. I can't read who you are from this distance. Yeah. Um, but you've How had kind of you, mate? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I'm just trying to be <laughs> Hi, polite for them. Yeah, no. Let them know we, we, we yeah, can see no. them. Yes. But you've also had a couple of good successes Yeah. Uh, with a couple of people yeah, that you well, mentioned. Yeah, so, I've, you know, so I'm going to say the last... It's, I've just tweaked the way I'm doing things. Yes. So we were talking about that. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah, it's right brilliant. And what I, he's done is... Tra- he's, he's, I'm going to start nicking his ideas now. Because he's, yeah. he's coming up with ideas that I didn't even think of. Uh, so I've just tweaked what I've started doing. Yeah. And I just thought, hang on, there's a there's a better way I can tweak this. So yeah. I did, and it's just worked amazing. And so um, so we'll go... I had one lady come and saw me, so we'll go to the dark thoughts and the suicidal thoughts thing. A friend phoned me up, said, I've got a friend, try to, she's tried to commit suicide twice yesterday. Yeah. Will you... She, I've been trying to get her to come and see you, but she won't come and see you because she wants to... She doesn't... She doesn't realise what we do. She yeah. doesn't actually realise that we can actually... She's been having counselling for months and months and months and months. Yeah. And it's just basically made her worse. Right. 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 Yeah. So, and I said, well, I'm not... You've got to need to tell her I'm not a counsellor. I'm not a counsellor. I'm going to find out what the conflict or the problem is and switch it off. Anyway, in the end, uh, she contacted me. I then uh, made an appointment to see her. I said, look, I can't see you until tomorrow at two o'clock. Mm. And she said, oh, I need to see you now. I need to see you. I said, can't do it until two o'clock tomorrow. Because I've got this, 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 these people. I said, the earliest I can do is tomorrow. I can fit you in there. So um, anyway, bless her. She turned up and she was a mess. She was in a really bad way. Bless her. And um, and she tried. She, she she was feeling very very suicidal. And um, within about an hour and a quarter of working with her, I'd found out. So what I did is I just asked, "What what is it that's causing you? What's making you want to end your life?" She told me four things. And so I went to each of those four topics or those four themes yeah. that was making her feel like you know one was around a child, one was around a job, one was around an ex partner, money, all of these things. So I just broke them down, yeah. went to each individual one, and just switched them off one at a time. All of them, all the guilt, the shame, the alone responses, and the beliefs. Once I got rid of all of those four themes, yeah. literally she sat back after the fourth one. She said, <gasps> took a big deep breath, and she went, "Oh my god!" She goes, "I feel like I've got my life back again." Yeah. The walls don't aren't closing in anymore. Yeah. And um, and it didn't take that long to do. Now, yeah. bearing in mind, she was very, very suicidal. Yeah. Like, literally, t- twice she tried t- two days before. Yeah. And um, so within an hour, I got rid of all of that. And when she left there, she just basically, you know, gave me the biggest hug on the doorstep. And she's literally skipping down the path. Oh, okay. So, but I have contacted her since, and she has said to me, oh, still, I've had a few of the suicidal thoughts come back. But I did say to her, Look, where you're at right now, that's going to take a bit of time. Time, you right? To get, so yeah. for me to reduce it by fifty percent, I reckon around fifty percent in one hour. In one hour is very right? good. Exactly. Now, now this is hardly getting the thoughts at all. They're just popping in. So I said, once I clear those other bits, you won't feel suicidal. It will just be gone. Yeah. So that for me was really good. I felt really great after that one because yeah. I know that. Yeah. I was a bit concerned before she turned up because I knew how, you know, when you're in a position where you want to sort of end your life. And I know I've been there. I know yeah. the depth that you're at. And I'm thinking, is she going to take the information on? Is she going to just be so in that victim mindset that she doesn't want to change? Like, I'd all made up all this stuff, but she was brilliant. She'd, She'd come brilliant. here. She she just really wanted to get rid of those feelings. Yeah. And she just went bang, 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 got rid of them. And I was brilliant. just I was chuffed a bit. So it's like, I felt really, really good after that. Mm. I, I, that's like, 
I'd probably say that's the one the one that I've done out of everything that's given me the most relief because I just know how when somebody's that close, the last thing you want them to do is leave and then find out the next day that you know. Well, when they're right on the edge like that, right, right I, mean, on the edge, that, I mean that's that's a tipping point. I mean, yeah. you know, that's where she was. Yeah, but within one hour, totally now, and you think she's got a young child, oh. and the impact that that's been able to have on that child, on the family, on everything, just because I was able to find out those things and switch them off. That's yeah. why it made me feel really great. I yeah, just, that's, that's I know it's for her, but for me, I like, felt really good about that. Yeah, <laughs> I that, just felt, that that's I that's really amazing. You've helped someone that, you know, was previously not being helped. And, yeah. And, and she was, was at the end the of her tether. She yeah. was at, at the last... Yeah. And she thanked me and she sent me some messages and she's already come. She's come back to see me Tuesday, so... Right. I'll get rid of that last little bit and yeah, now she's fun. got her life back and she's got her child back and hopefully she'll start living a healthier, happier life again. Yeah. So, really, really good. Um, and also, and there was another girl that comes to me, Zoe... Um, She's she's like she's an amazing girl. She she had a little bit of a blip in her life and she was got fell into a bit of depression. She stopped seeing me and then she stopped coming she's to see me and then she fell back into hell because yeah. we didn't clear all of the stuff. But um, she was really struggling where she was living with a job with money and all the rest of it. Anyway, so she come to me. She was just in physical pain. Right. Um, she wasn't in a good place she was in physical pain she couldn't get out of bed she'd lost all of her motivation she was in a really dark place and if you know how bubbly she is that's not it. That's not like her no. and um, so anyway she came to me she said oh I really need to come and see you again I need to get so anyway within an hour hour and a half I'd switched off all of her stuff she's having a problem where she was living yeah. and there was loads of stuff around where she was living about how she was feeling, about not being able to get up or do anything, not doing her job and, you know, just generally being completely flat. Yeah. And she left me within two hours. She'd phoned me up. She'd sorted out everything. So as soon as I switched all of the stuff off, she got a new place to live. She got all of her, <laughs> she got all of her energy back. Yeah. She'd arranged some, something with her dog to look after her dog. Yeah. And she'd got all of her... She, she's also moving back here. She's already decided to move back here. Now she's got all of her clients. Great. So within just an hour and a quarter, she's gone from being in a complete doom and gloom and now she's all the time got her life back. Okay. So that, another one, that was a really one good for me because it didn't take me long. No. All I did was to find out what it was and now she's gone from being there to there. So... And if you're watching Zoe, you know what I'm talking that's about. Amazing. So that's a great, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's been quite a lot of people that I've been with relationships, you know. I've had a lot of people yeah. that have come I've to had, me. I've had that as well. I've had a lot of people with relationships. Relationships. And, um, so. Well, I think people now are starting to come to terms that, um, that things that no longer emotionally serve them that aren't working I'm for working you. For you. Yeah. And we make, and I say this all the time, we make things okay that aren't okay. Yeah. And especially if you're in a habitual relationship. Yes. So if you've been in a relationship for a long time and the old bloke or the woman they get, or the missus gets used to talking to you in a certain way that elicits negative feelings, you know, uh, you know, being you know moodish, wrong, what's the word I'm looking for? Demeaning, you know, very, very oppressive, very lack of respect and just all these things that you can fall into over a period of time because we do make things okay that aren't okay. It yeah. gets a point where somebody's just had enough, but they find themselves stuck in the relationship. They might have children, they might have situations where they're stuck. And and they don't want to move out because they don't know what they're going to leave behind. Yeah, they're scared of what they're going to lose rather than what they're going to gain. Yeah, and right. so they they get stuck and trapped there. But I think now people are starting to come to the f- terms where actually they no longer want that habitual, you know, um, stereotypical thing of what the parents wanted you to have a what your relationship should look like. Yes, or how it should be, or what your friends expectations of how your relationship works. There's so much fakeness out there. There is so much fakeness and that's making people unhappy. And I think people are now starting to wake up to that and they're now starting to take their power back and go, do you know what? This isn't working for me. And and so they're, they're now empowering themselves. They're moving on and they're, you know, I've worked with lots of people now that have come out of those relationships and now I'm switching off all of their beliefs around it and all of the crap that's gone around it and now they they feel like they've got their energy back and they've got their zest back for life. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I had quite a lot of stuff around relationships, really, yeah. uh, which I've been clearing out and... Uh, and um, yeah, uh, so I've, I, I've had so much good stuff. The lady with the pain as well. I mean, I could sit here for an hour talking about uh, what I've done in the last couple of weeks, but this isn't really about you know me. We really want to talk about the podcast, but yeah, yeah. but um, you know, I've got the uh, there's a lady who's phoned me up who's in pain, and I was able to reduce that just just by switching off her. The she felt so alone. Yeah, she was on her own. She's so alone. She's very elderly with a lot of pain in her leg, and I was able to reduce that massively. Unfortunately, I couldn't finish the whole thing off because someone had turned up whilst she was in the process, and now that pain's come back a little bit because I haven't cleared the whole the whole thing. Whole thing. But, but once you, you know, do, it, it, go. yeah, yeah. She said it's reduced massively, so yeah. to help her 
uh, reduce her pain just by, and that was over the telephone. That's amazing. So, oh, that's incredible you know, what you do over the phone. Yeah. It's, it's you know just knowing the right yeah. information. Right you information. so much. Yeah. I often treat people in emergencies over the phone, and you just switch things off over the phone. They yeah. go back and they're fine. Yeah. Um, so you know, and it's really difficult to people to actually realise or understand that that's possible. <laughs> uh, it's so difficult. It's I mean, I even I had a you know put that aside a second. I had a lady come to me in physical pain, and I didn't do any emotional caring at all. She came to me with physical pain. She'd been seeing a chiropractor for ages and ages, lower back pain, side of her leg pain, and she was completely sceptical. She said, she actually sat yep. there and said, I, I said, so we'll do this, this and this, and she said, I, I'm sceptical, I don't really believe. I said, that's all right, everyone is. But I didn't do any detail, I just put her on the table, I did what the body work I do, uh, and she got up and she, and she sat down, got dressed, sat down in front of me and said, oh, I've got to say I'm a lot better, I really hate <laughs> to say it. She was actually hated to say that she was a lot better. She was like 50, 60% better from one treatment. Uh, whereas she was seeing, you know, a chiropractor. For it just seems to me people people are more worried about their opinions <laughs> and their thoughts about something, yeah. rather than actually solving the problem. Yeah, I know. It's just, well, no, it's, no, I don't know. I'd rather be in pain because I don't really think it's gonna. Well, just really don't think it's gonna work. You're just making up stuff. You'd rather be in pain than you know. It's because people try so many things and they think everything is the same as everything else. They yeah. don't understand. I think, the difference. All, I think at a deeper level we're all insane. Oh, well, I would agree with that. I would agree that our deeper level we are, we are actually insane. quite. Insane. I'm pretty insane myself, yeah. so so that's okay. Yeah. Um, which actually quite leads us quite nicely into the. Um, the, the, the podcast it does the dark yeah. thoughts because when people have dark thoughts they think they're going mad yeah. you're not going mad but they think they're going mad and you think you can't control the thoughts and you don't want to have the thoughts and so you end up wanting to do something silly or stupid because you can't change the way you're thinking uh, I know that I've been there not necessarily from a suicidal point of view um, from a different point of view and Steve's definitely been there from a suicidal point of view haven't you yeah unfortunately um, I have so yeah. we're going to talk about Steve's going to tell you how he felt when he went through it, but let's just briefly talk about um, dark thoughts. Uh, so dark thoughts, we're not, they're not just suicidal thoughts. Dark thoughts are anything that you're thinking that you don't think you should be thinking or don't want to be thinking. So anything that really frightens you of what you're thinking it would be considered dark thoughts or an obsessive thought. Um, and so you might, you might think the worst thing in the world. And as human beings, we actually do often think about the worst things and they're just normally fleeting thoughts. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we beat ourselves up about that. But that's just actually kind of human curiosity. Yeah. But sometimes, if our brain thinks a thought, sometimes we can go, oh my God, why do I think that? And then you can get looked on this loop. Yep. And you can then get really wound, um, like stuck with it and go, oh my God, why was I thinking that? And the more you analyse and play it, it can then become a dark thought and you can't get rid of it. They can also be created through trauma as well and shock. Yeah. And they can also be created through feeling alone. Um, but dark thoughts don't have to be suicidal. You know, I remember a few years ago. My, so I used to get, so back in the day, many, many, many years ago, I was a very angry person. Yeah. And I used to have really dark thoughts about what I wanted to do. If I felt there was an injustice, I'd, you know, imagine all these really nasty things that I'd want to, you know. Yeah. And it would frighten me. And I'd think, oh, there was something wrong with me. Because, like, right. you know, I'd actually think that, oh, no, I'm not, there was actually something wrong with me. And I was going to end up, you know, being the next mass murderer because I'm so angry but it's only in that moment that I think that that's right and that's what happens we have a thought and then we think that we're going to become the thing we're thinking about about, and what can happen is yes the dark thoughts can create that person but they're not who you are so it's important to switch it off because I think sometimes that's how um, violent people become violent people because they have the thoughts they go out and do it then it's self-fulfilling prophecy yeah Um, uh, so I didn't have it quite like you, but about three years ago when uh, a relationship broke up, uh, I was absolutely heartbroken. And for the first time in my life ever, I mean, I'm the most angry person. Boring. boring. I'm the most boring person ever. (laughs) Um, Uninteresting. I'm hugely boring, uninteresting, (laughs) dull, um, bit pathetic. Yeah. Uh, You really don't That's why I like you, mate. That's why you like me. I make you look good, don't I? I make you look exciting. I tell you. Yeah. but for the first time in my life, I actually wanted to kill this person. <laughs> I, I, I'm the most harmless person in the world. Uh, I gave up martial arts because I didn't like hurting people. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I don't like hurting people. And um, but this, this, the, the way I was perceiving this situation with this person, I was, uh, it, I, I was just devastated. And for the first time in my life, for about a week, 
I actually wanted to kill this person. And I've never actually wanted... You know, we all say, oh, I could kill you, yeah. off the cuff, but yeah. I've never actually genuinely wanted to kill somebody. I wanted to kill this person. And it scared me. It, it, well, it shocked me. It frightened you. It shocked me because I'm like, well, that's not me. Yeah. I'm not, not like that. Um, I'm more of a let it go, it, you know, kind of after a while, I let it go, switch it off. But that scared me. I was like, wow, because I literally could feel that I could actually murder this person. And I, I was like, wow, that's that's not me. So from that point of view, that was really scary. I didn't have it long. I switched it off. So I was very lucky in that respect. I could switch it off because I knew it wasn't me. But I can see that if I'd kept that conflict running, I could see how a man would actually become violent towards a woman. Because, yeah, okay. because well, yeah. I'm not condoning it. I'm saying that if I hadn't switched it off, that's that would have that, been the trigger. That would have been the trigger to yeah. behave that way. Yeah. All the people out there who do bad things, it's not because of who they are. It's because they've been triggered by something. Yeah. I'm not excusing people who've done bad things. Don't write into me and say blah blah blah. Don't. But what I'm saying is, all these people who do bad things or things that we judge and criticise as bad, no matter what it is, they've been triggered by. Well, something. it's a cause. It's a cause and effect. Yeah. It's a cause and effect. Yeah. I don't actually believe we're born bad people. I know some people do, uh, but often the reason people believe that we're born bad is because they don't. They they're frightened that it could happen to them. Yeah. So they have and to also, believe. And also, they don't understand how the yeah they don't understand how the mind works. It just makes shit up. It's not actually how the mind works. I've known really good people do some really random things, mm. not because they weren't good people, but because they they've been triggered by something and it sent them over the edge. And things can happen like that. Now, I was very fortunate I could switch it off, and I've never had the thought since, I do not want to kill this person. You know, it's totally okay. I hope, you know, where is she? She's happy. But um, I don't... uh, But in that moment, it was very scary. Yeah. Um, And and so that was really my kind of... One of the dark thoughts I've had in my life. I have quite an achievement, because going through my life, the amount of things that have happened to me, and I've not killed anybody. You've not killed anyone. No, I've not even acted violent from either. No. Which is amazing, yeah. because that, as I said, that, that can be the court. And it doesn't mean you're going to, it doesn't mean you're going to act yeah. on the thought. Yeah. I think but, some people do, some people don't, yeah. but either way it's triggered by something. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean you're going to act on it, but it, does, what it, even if, even, it, it doesn't mean you're a bad person either. So if someone has gone and done something bad, it's still, it's not who they are, that they're reacting from a trigger. Yeah. Even if you're just yeah, having a thought, trigger, yeah. you're still reacting from a trigger. It's no different, really, to being triggered to eat chocolate every time you see it. It's actually no different. You're running an obsessive-compulsive conflict that you can't stop thinking about, except eating chocolate is not harmful to somebody else. Yeah. But actually, technically, it's the same frigging thing. Yeah. And people don't realise that. Yeah. And if you've never had dark thoughts, or you've never had thoughts about something that you, don't, that you think you want to do, but you don't really because it's not who you are, yeah. you will not understand this. You will think, I'm talking nuts. You'll think, I'm talking rubbish. But believe me, one of my mates, he used to say to me when I used to talk about um, people with depression and things, he used to say, well, I don't know why I don't just build a bridge and get over it. Yeah. Until something happened to him that he couldn't cope with and then he went depressed. Yeah. And then he couldn't build a bridge and get over it. Yeah. But he'd never yeah, understood think, it until he was in it. Yeah, I think the problem is, is there's so much misinformation out there. So when we uh, go back lots. to depression, there's so much misinformation about depression. Oh, depression's living in the past and anxiety's living in the future. That's you not hear true. so many that's people. Not true. It's not true. Exactly. No, it's not, not true. true. But well, there's a belief out there, and I've heard it, I hear it on podcasts, I hear it from high level people in authority who think they know what they're talking about. Because they want to have their ego, because they want to sound like they know what they've got. A good, they've got a good take on the mind, and they've got. The problem is, is that that misinformation. There's so much misinformation about that, and the problem is, the other issue is, is that when we take that information on board and believe from it, yeah. when we are um, created in that in that scenario. That's where we'll go from. Well, I don't know. I just don't get a bridge. It's only stop thinking about. Don't live in the past. Just, just stop going thinking about. Stop, the past. Yeah. But that isn't depression. So no. now all of a sudden, there's an illusion of what depression is that's right and everyone's perception of depression is incorrect and therefore everybody's conversation and therefore the information is incorrect and that's why you'd have people like your friend turn around and say what's well, it build a bridge and get over it because the perception is is that what you that's what you can actually do yeah and that's incorrect and the same thing with anxiety and i have this with a lot of people and uh um because well anyway i don't want to go but that's but that's, that's so i just no, wanted no, to come in no, there. No, so i think it's an important important thing to discuss because you know i say this a lot there's so many people out there on facebook talking about mental health right who don't actually really i know they want to help and they don't want to do their bit but they don't know what they're talking about and it's a and 
Unfortunately, I know nothing about cars. No. But I don't every day post Post stuff on how to fix cars because I don't know anything about cars and I don't know how to fix cars, right? I've got enough, no interest, so I don't post. So my invitation is if you don't really know what you're talking about when it comes to the mind and mental health, stop stop posting stuff because it's misleading and it keeps people stuck and it keeps people trapped and it gives them a a misunderstanding of what real mental health or what these these are. That's my biggest problem that you know and, um, and the other thing is if, it's if, just all too many beliefs it's too many beliefs the other thing is I say to people if, you, if you're if you looking for an expert in something there's a way to determine whether someone's an expert in something so this is my my um, model for how someone's an expert if you're looking for an expert in something whatever it is an expert is someone who's either solved had it themselves and got rid of it and solved it in at least 10 people yeah if they haven't, if they've got it themselves but they've still got it, not an expert. If they've sold it themselves but they haven't done it anyone else, well, they understand a little bit but not necessarily an expert. Yeah. They've got to have sold it in themselves and sold it in 10 people or they've just sold it in multiple people, yeah. 10 or 20 people. They might not have had it themselves but they've sold it in multiple people. If they're just going on talking about it, telling you to maintain or cope with it or that you can't, that's not solving it. Everything out there can be solved. Every illness, every disease can be solved. We just don't look to solve it. We look to maintain it. And that's where... The, or not make it any worse. Or not make it any worse. And yeah. that's where the problem That's where the, the problem comes in play. See, the other thing as well is a lot of these things that we do, external, like the yoga stuff and the crystal and all these stuff, all these things that we do. Yeah. What we do is we then have a belief that we're doing something about it and it gives us a feel-good factor. Yes. And that feel-good factor now overrides the actual current issue. Yeah. The current issue is always there. So you have to keep doing this thing over and over and over and over and over and over again because as soon as you stop doing it, the feeling comes back. But you, all the time you keep doing this thing, you believe that you're solving the problem. Yeah, but actually, it's just, you're but you're not. No. You're not. And, I, and this is my this is my issue. I've got, a, I've got a lady that comes to see me. She's been a therapist for a very, very long time and she's having real trouble now because it's challenged our whole paradigm of existence, her identity, because she's such a lovely person and she really wants to help people and she's been doing it for 40 years. But then when I explain to her what's really going on, it actually now it's really challenged her because now her whole belief system, her whole business, her whole world, all the things that she thinks she knows is now, to a certain degree, falling apart Yeah, because she's built all of this stuff off on all of this secondary the secondary stuff the doing stuff they're going to the spa they're having the ma- that's heat no it's not healing no. that's having a massage that's, yeah, that's exactly. you know uh, uh, you know uh, having hip crystals in your room and changing the energy doesn't heal you it's, it's the healing comes on the inside it's an internal thing yeah. so there's a lot of belief systems and stuff there that's challenged her but i know for a fact that she will go on to do bigger and better things because of it. But at the moment, she's stuck in this belief system that thinks that healing is an external thing. Yes, that's right. And the healing isn't an external thing. No, the healing always comes from inside. Yeah, absolutely. Always, absolutely. always comes from inside you. Uh, and you may get some results with the external <clears throat> things. They may help a bit. But if it's not solving the problem completely, that's what me and Steve are about. We're about yeah. getting rid of the problem and solving it completely, not just maintaining and coping with it. So if you are suffering a problem, if you are suffering depression and you're only maintaining it, that's not working. You need to find something to get rid of it because when I had depression, it was horrible. I absolutely hated it. And I went in and out of it for years. I didn't ever really get very low with it like Steve did. I mean, you got really... Uh, you was all over the place with it when I met well, you. I mean, well, I'll tell but, you why. And I know, but I know why now as well. You know why now, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I just went in and out of it. And I know why I was going in and out of it now. And I get that, but I didn't at the time. But I hated feeling that way. Um, and I didn't want to feel that way. And I always kept searching for an answer. And I'm a bit stubborn like that. I'll keep searching yeah. for an answer. So before we get on to Steve's story about his depression, because his his was deep. He wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, I come very close. Yeah. Uh, when when you're when you're dealing with suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts, um, the the most common response that's creating that is a feeling of loss. So yes, loss. the feeling of loss yep. is the thing that creates the worst problems. It doesn't just create depression, dark thoughts. It creates loads of things. But certainly in this case, depression, suicide, dark. Thoughts, you're feeling a loss of something. Now that you may know immediately what that is, or you it may be hidden because some losses are external and some losses are internal, yeah, but they create the same thing. So for a man, a man's sense of loss 
can come from losing his work or fear of losing his work in the future. Yeah. So yeah, depression you, can actually be future based. Yeah, the company's going to shut down. The company's going to shut down. Yeah. So you're now fear of loss, loss of money, loss of job, yeah. loss of purpose. Yeah. Now man gets uh, we depressed. May, we might get redundant. Yeah, that's right. So that's the loss conflict. It kicks in before it's happened. Yeah. So when people say depression's in the past, no, it can be in the future. future. Exactly. Because this it's a loss. Exactly my point. It's a loss conflict. Exactly my point. You're worried about a loss in the past. Now, yeah. it can be equally that you've lost someone in the past. Uh, and maybe your brother passed away, or your dad, yeah. or your partner, or yeah. you. And it's not even a grief necessarily, like a death. Well, it can be a loss of a relationship, loss of a job, loss of because someone's yeah. stolen your car, you lose your car. Or... From a lot of people, loss of purpose is the worst thing. Yeah. Once you feel you've lost your purpose, now you have a problem. So, and that goes for men and women as well. A loss of purpose is a big thing. Yeah. We, we need purpose in this world, or. A sense of. A sense of something. Um, and Unless you go really deep and switch it off, then you, you don't need that. Yeah. But most people, most humans, they need to feel they're doing something. So it can be loss of something external, but likewise it can be loss of something internal, like a loss of peace, a loss of respect, a loss of love, a loss of joy, a loss of happiness. Motivation is a big one. Motivation. Well, yeah. A loss of sanity. A lot of people, when they're hearing those thoughts, yeah. they think they're going nuts. They feel like they've lost their sanity. I think there's also a loss of love. Loss of love very massive important. loss yeah. of love loss of happiness yeah. uh, loss of purpose loss um, of hope loss of hope yeah they're the ones that would really that really take you into that yeah, what's the, po- that what's the point yeah. what's the point I don't see any point no there's no point and as Steve said once you get to that point that's when you start having those thoughts yeah so it's a feeling of loss so if you're experiencing it right now or whatever you're experiencing just ask what's the feeling of loss because that's what you're going through. Now, obviously, you do need a way to switch it off, but that's all it is. It's a feeling of loss. Now, that loss is not actually real. Uh, now, it, you may say, well, I'm losing the thing externally to me, like the partner, and I get that, but it's actually the internal feeling that, about that that's the problem, not what actually happens around us. So although yeah, you may lose something around you... Yeah, but externally, you might use the partner, but internally, you're using love and the relationship. That's right, exactly. It's a two-way it's thing. A two-way it's thing. a two-way thing. It's an so, inside and outside. So the external thing you're losing is not the problem. It's the, as Steve says, it's the loss of love. It's the loss of connection. Yeah. The loss of a future. Security. Security. Oh, there's loads of It's it. all of those things. It's that feeling of loss that's the problem. And a lot of what me and Steve do now is just switch off the feeling of loss with people. Yeah. And once you do, as a huge thing, it lifts off so many things yeah. because you're no longer running around with that thing running anymore. And that's why you, you can easily switch off those suicidal thoughts yeah well I knew exactly what to do I knew exactly where to go yeah. and, and, and I find most of it's to an alone response generally yeah so when we have that alone response where we just feel we're all alone and no one can help us and we're just on our own they're generally they're generally um, it's generally to do with uh, a loss and I just need to find what's the conflict of losses get rid of them yeah. and they alone there'll be lots of them but you know, and it'll be, but the thing is, there's guilt and shame in those as well. So it is a com- it is quite complicated, although it's easy. But yeah, it, it's, um, it's complicated to explain. But actually, in the process, it's the very process easy, and you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So, so basically, we're going to come to Steve's story in a second. But basically, it's just a feeling of loss. That's the main issue. So think about, and it may just be an internal feeling. Uh, and you know, when I was working with that guy this week, that guy said he's been depressed for years. Yeah. Underneath that, that loss, one of the guilts. Now, this guy is a very grounded person. He's not spiritual. He's not uh, a therapist. He's not religious. Very grounded guy, very basic. And the guilt that came up really surprised him because the guilt that came up under the loss was he feels guilty for existing. Now, that is normally... Anyone who's not suffering depression will look at that and go, that's insane. Why would you not believe that? How can you feel guilty for existing? And that's actually a typical uh, spiritual belief or guilt that kicks in. But he actually had this. And once we switched that off, uh, a lot of it lifted surrounding the the situation. So these things are really subtle. And he had no idea that was there. And he thought it was weird. It it popped in his head. Um, And so, so the loss conflict is very important and the guilts and shames under it really really important to get to that and uh, but if you just think what's the feeling of loss just knowing that will help you lift it a little bit yeah. because half the problem with, with those kind of thoughts or they don't know why they're feeling they that don't, way you don't know why you're feeling, that, why way. You're feeling that way once yeah. you know why you're feeling it you can come out of it by 10-15% and then you can do something about it yeah absolutely um, and I was there yeah and you were there and, and when I found Steve although he wasn't technically suicidal anymore he still wasn't happy, joyful, bouncing around, wanting to go out and do things. No. Um, and, and so 
just because you were so dark at one point, just describe when you was in that, how did that feel? What were you, what were you going through? Uh, it's really difficult to explain the feeling, but um, I basically just didn't want to exist. So I just basically didn't... So I'd laid in bed most of the day. Well, I'd lay, the only time I got out of bed was to go to the toilet and to eat. And I just basically just wanted... I just literally hid under the pillow. And that went on for about two months. Mm. Um, and I was trying to work... The reason... I was trying to work out how I could get out... or get my life back again. Because at that point, <laughs> I had lost so much. So I'd lost every single area of my life. So if you think about every area in your life. So I'd lost my son. Yeah. My partner decided on to walk out on my birthday and go to Ireland. She took my son. Yeah. I'd lost my business. I'd lost all my money. I had loads of money stolen. Um, I'd lost my heart, lost my home. I'd lost my car. Uh, I'd lost all, all my friends at the time decided to... to so I lost my, my income, yeah. which was a really high... <laughs> a lot of money I was earning. You made earning. a lot of money, weren't you? I made a lot of money. But I, that just stopped overnight. Uh, and I lost uh, all my friends just decided just to then disappear as well and then there was lots of other stuff that was going on in the background about the business so that all happened in a three week period <laughs> so all of that in a three week period yeah, so and, that's an intense amount of losses that, yeah, but, in a three week yeah, period yeah but you've also got to understand that that's just one instance because prior to that I'd also had many yeah, many, many other, other things I'd, this had already happened to me seven years before I'd already lost my I'd lost a daughter I'd already had another relationship fail and I'm not and I'd lost my three girls yeah I'd also lost the someone before that who was the apple of my eye I lost her so and there was and then there was all the other stuff there was so much so much throughout my whole life but the thing was is that I was brought up that to be a man to man up and every time something bad happened you bounced back you right. brushed yourself down and you didn't let it bother you and right. you just bounced back and that's what I did so I was resilient as hell I was one resilient, tough, tough. I'd like tougher than anyone I'd know because of what I'd been through. But then all of a sudden, there comes a point when this last one, it was so big. I mean, it was a multi-million pound business that I'd built. And all of that goes overnight. And with all of the other, losing my boy and my son and all the rest of it, that then that crashed. All it was like all of the past had sort of concertinaed up into this present moment. Yeah. And then I'm laying in my bed and I'm thinking... What's the point? I've lost my relationship. I've lost the person that I really loved. I've lost my relationship. I've lost my children. I've lost my car. I've lost my business. Lost my money. Lost my partner. It's all let lost, 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 lost. I'd lost this. I'd lost the will to live. All of it was lost. And that's when I got to the point where I just couldn't function. I, I literally couldn't think. I literally couldn't do anything other than the basic thing like going to the toilet and eating. Yeah. That's where I got to. Anything else other than that was a problem. And that went on for two, six weeks to two months. And I remember then laying in bed, and I was in my head, laying in bed, thinking, what can I do? How can I get my life back? But every time I thought of doing anything, it always come back to me losing it. There's no point, because if I have a relationship, it's going to go wrong, I'm going to lose it. Anyway, no point setting a business up, because I'm going to get screwed over, I'm going to lose my money, and I'm yeah. And yeah. There's no point doing this, there's no point having any children, there's no point having a house, I'm going to lose it all. So it didn't matter what I did, it, my brain went, well, there's no point, because you're going to lose it. Yeah. And I got stuck in this loop, and I just couldn't see a way out no. at, at all. Mm-hmm. I had nobody, no... No, none of my friend, none of my friends, apart from one or two, were there to support me. And I did have a what I called a big, a lot of friends, which obviously you find out in your times of need. Uh, they know what friends are, you find out your friends, friends are, and yeah. nobody was there for me. So I was very, very alone at the time. And I just remember going to my mum's and my dad's, and I said, "I'm not being a victim here, but that's it. I'm done. The game of life for me ain't working." And uh, I couldn't see a way out. No. And I said, no, I'm going to tell you because I don't want you to find out from PC, you know, Wishbone, whatever his name would be. PC Wishbone? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I, but I didn't want them to find out that way. I wanted to give them, I didn't want them to find out that way. I'd be more of a shock than me saying, right, this is going to happen. At least they know and yeah. they knew the reasons why. But I'd really, that's where I'd really got. And I had decided. And the only reason it didn't happen is because I couldn't think of a... I sort of did tell it all. I couldn't think of a way where it was guaranteed. What do you mean? Well, I didn't. I couldn't think of a way where it was going to gar- where it was going to be guaranteed. Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to end so up. So your lack of confidence in lack doing of it conf- successfully yeah. no, well, actually stops you doing it. Yeah, well, it wasn't that. It was just that I was thinking, what's going to be the best way? Because I didn't want. To, I didn't want to be ended up 
living after it. No. You know? You didn't and so, yeah, so I decided the train was going to be the only way to do it. And, uh, but and it didn't happen. But I, I literally made it. I, I played it through in my head over and over and over and over again. Mm. I imagined it. I actually felt like what it was going to be like and all the rest of it. I really conditioned myself to doing it. That's yeah. how far it got. Fortunately enough, um, um, yes, thank one God. thing led to another. And um, something my mum said said to me, well, if you change the way you feel, you wouldn't want to do it. And I said, I've done all the counselling, done all the therapies, you can't change the way you feel. And that's when the journey started. And that was what, right. in the last seven or eight years, I've just learned, yes. I've just learned all about the mind. And now I'm, and now, <laughs> now I'm, so, so I can do what, it, but really dark times, really dark times. So at that moment, you didn't believe you could change how you feel. Yeah. What have you learned since? Um, that's absolute nonsense. Great. I know it's what? nonsense because I have changed the way I feel. Great, thank you. That's that's. The... And not only have I changed the way I feel, I feel better now than I've ever felt ever in my life. So Great. that's like I'm a, I'm just a completely different person. I behave differently. I act differently. I feel differently. Yeah. But I also know because of the amount of the amount of people I help to change the way they feel. Yeah. So I know it can be done. Yeah. So it goes against everything that we're taught and told. So um, it can change the way you feel. I've done it um, massively successfully, and you know, and um, I think together we've we've helped a lot of people now from that through yeah. through what Jonathan's developed. And but it, absolutely. it hasn't been like an overnight change. In your case, it's taken you time to change how yeah, you feel. I think you've had to work at it. I've actually probably dedicated. Every, I would probably say in the last eighteen months, I've done two hours a day. So two hours a day, every day I go in and I switch off all of this stuff. Because I've had so much happen to me over that period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's taken a long time. For most people, it doesn't take that long. No. But no, I wouldn't think anyone's really been through the same amount of trauma as I have. There's been so much of it. That's you know, the, the more stuff you've been through, the longer it there's takes so, to, there's so much to, of it. to clear that. There's so much of it. And it's taken a long time to work through each of those things. Yeah. But I've done it. I ain't stopped. I've been like a dog with a bone and I ain't stopped. And, yeah. and I'm glad I've done that now because I'm now in this position here doing the podcast, helping people and feeling the way I feel, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But so it's an important lesson that, that Steve really believed that you couldn't change how you feel and so many people believe that that you cannot change how you feel yeah. or what you think and that is complete nonsense complete rubbish you can change how you feel in a lot of cases it's really quick in some cases like Stephen it takes a little bit longer in cases like me it takes longer I've had to work through my stuff that I couldn't fix before Yeah. and in other people it takes longer but often with most people with a good 60-70% of people they heal very very quickly within a few weeks or a few hours their problem has, has, has reduced or completely gone. And well, take the girl that I speak on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, she come, she wanted she wanted to end her life. Mm. And within an hour, an hour, mm. I've reduced that by 50%. Yeah. I know it's 50%. I know there's stuff there and she's still thinking about it, but yeah. it's yeah. gone from that to that. So it goes to show how quickly Quick you can move from that in yeah. just an hour. And the other problem is that people think that what they feel is based on what's happening around them. And this is not true. What you feel has nothing to do with what's going on around you. Yeah. You are feeling that way about what's happening because of a program you're running from the past. Yeah. You're running that feeling because something happened in the past and you're now automatically feeling it based on what's happening. But that can be changed. The, the person I worked with the other day, she's, uh, she is worrying about her daughter who's going through a separation. And what it's coming from is it's coming from her mum when she was younger, yeah, when she programmed. didn't feel loved. It's all programmed. So it's she like... was panicking about uh, her daughter's kids not feeling loved, whereas in reality it was about her not feeling loved by her mum. And that's where the program yeah, it's being was coming projected. from. Being it's projected being onto her on, own daughter. Passed on down the line, yeah. So once we switched that off, she didn't have the same response towards her daughter anymore and she was much more laid back and easy going with yeah. it. But that's where it comes from. It's not about what's happening around us, although it really does feel like that, and I get that, I've been there... But actually, our internal feelings have nothing to do with the external thing around us. It's normally based on our past. Yeah. And that can be changed. And the other reason it can be changed, as I say to everybody, it's not just me and Steve saying it can be changed. The reason it can be changed is because you're in fight and flight. Yeah. Fight and flight is a biological response that can be switched off. If you are holding an emotion or a thought for longer than a week or three months, depending on what it is, you are now in fight and flight. And fight and flight can be switched off. And that's all me and Steve do is switch off fight and flight. Yeah. All normal emotions, all natural, healthy emotions that we have as human beings 
dissipate within a very short space of time and the person is just left in that fight and flight state. Yep. Well said, mate. Thanks, mate. Quite literally uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, so no, so anyway, I hope that sort of like um, uh, giving you a good idea that, you know, where dark thoughts come from and how and why and actually what's actually achievable because, you know, just from my own personal experience and through what I've lost over the years... And what I've been through drove me to that point. Hmm. And now just in, I'd probably say to that point in just really uh, two years, I suppose, I have worked hard at it, but that's where I am now. I wouldn't, I've done the best I've ever been. I'm just, it's the best I've ever been. Yeah. I can't tell you how I feel because it's very difficult to tell you how you feel, but I feel like I've been through, I've been cleansed from the inside out. And, you know, and so that's actually what's achievable. That's what's but, achievable, yeah. But I, a lot of people have a belief that it isn't achievable and they have all these beliefs about who, what, how and when and, and what's caused it. And the problem is, is we do make a lot of stuff up and we get stuck there. And, mm. um, and uh, so, uh, so I just wanted to say that because all you need to do is really reach out to either Jonathan and myself or, uh, and um, we can find out like with laser-guided accuracy what the conflict is, why you're feeling that way. Um, not just about dark thoughts and suicide, but pretty much anything. We can find exactly what it is and literally just pull it out, switch it off, and it's gone. And it's no longer in your life. You literally have it removed from your life, and you're now living a healthier, happier life. And so um, that's actually what's achievable. That's what's yeah. possible, and that's what I I want for everybody, if only they would uh, give themselves the opportunity or allow themselves to have it. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. They, you no, know, they, no. They, they don't. They don't believe in it or they're frightened of it. They're actually frightened of being happy. They, they get stuck, they are. get trapped, and they're frightened of actually liberating themselves from the prison. Uh, and No, some people... Some people they, so, so I work with some people who are quite complicated, and, and sometimes... Uh, people come to me and their fear about actually not having the problem yeah. uh, actually stops them continuing the treatment. Uh, and it's like, well, you know, you can, because fear kicks in uh, about letting go of what you've had for a long time because a lot of people, they've built their whole world. And I had a client like this many years ago with chronic pain. She'd had um, CRPS, chronic regional CRPS, chronic regional pain Chronic regional. Come on, chronic, mate, spit it out. Chronic regional pain syndrome for a long time. I couldn't say it. And when we went to clear it, she would really shake and convulse coming on and onto the onto the Skype sessions. Yeah. And um, because she was so petrified about what she would do once she got rid of it. Yeah. And it can because she built a whole life around it. And it's the same with anxiety or depression or because. We've had it for so long. It's like if someone actually gets rid of it, what the hell am I going to do? Who am I? Who am I? Who, Who am I without it? It's your identity. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes your identity. Yeah. So you kind of have to be careful, and some people can sabotage themselves well, because people, that runs. Yeah, I was going to say. So there's a girl that comes and sees me. She comes and sees me every fortnight. She's got a lot of stuff in my past, and I've been and over a period of time, I've been getting it, getting it switched off, and she's getting better and better and better. Yeah. And we were talking. I was talking about law of attraction, and I was talking about how to create things you want in your life, how to bring it in. She's going, so anyway, I taught her about it. I taught, I told her how it works. I taught her about it. And I said to her, I said to her, tell me one thing that you really want in her life. And she went, oh, I just know, I just want to be happy. I said, okay, so go to, think about, create an imaginary scene. So imagine being happy with the thing that you want. What's the negative response that come up? Oh, I'm not allowed to be happy. So straight away, the thought of her being happy was sabotaged because she's not allowed to be yeah. happy or she doesn't deserve to be happy or she's not good enough and why should I be happy and no one else? And there was a whole load of stuff. The one thing that all she wants, like anybody else, is just to be happy. Yeah. But just the thought of it, there was about 20 reasons why not to. And I said, that's the reason why you're not happy. The reason you're not happy is because all of this stuff prevents you from being happy. Yeah. Once you get rid of all of this stuff, once I switch all that stuff up now, then she now has given herself permission to be happy. Yeah. Well, most people don't do that. They have this uh, imaginary thing that um, they're not allowed to or they're not good enough or they, because they spent their whole life making stuff up or yeah. having a or conforming to a social contract, staying in a relationship because with their mum. Well, what would my mum say if I left? They would stay yeah. there. They'd rather stay in a painful situation and then liberate themselves and be happy. Yeah. Or they'd rather stay with their their depression because they're too ashamed of asking for help. Yes, there's so many of these things. So you know, when you can actually realise that that's all of that's just in your head and it's not true, you can liberate yourself from that, then all of a sudden your life starts to work for you. But that's the sabotage that goes on on a, on a massive, on a massive, 
on a massive no, scale. No, I mean, shit. nearly everybody. A lot of people I speak to, they say, yeah, I'll come and see you, I'll come and see you. And then, you know, they, they, and they, they sabotage And they sabotage no, it straight away. Or they yeah. come and see me once, then they realise that actually I am going to I am so gonna literally get, rid of, gonna get rid of it. I'm actually going to take that from your life. You'll no longer have that. Yeah. Then they'll have a million and one reasons not to come. And that's the point where you get the odd client and what they'll do is they, yeah. they'll, as soon as they realise, because some people, they come to you not necessarily wanting to get rid of it, but to make it look like they want to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, and they're well, doing they, something about it. They're doing when, something about it, but they don't yeah. really want to heal it. So, But then what happens is once you, they do a session and you change something, they sometimes freak out right. and run away. Yeah. Sometimes they'll come back to me years later. Um, I had a lady ring me up years later about her chronic back pain, and she sounded really genuine this time. She said, I met you 10 years ago, and I'm now ready to do something about it. Yeah. And I told her, right, okay, we'll do this. And she ran away again. <laughs> I never never heard from her. Because she still wasn't, because it became her whole identity, yeah. her back pain. And I knew that. I knew when I spoke to her. I didn't even do a session yeah. with her. She was just talking to me on the phone. I could just tell, so often, not always. And if you get rid of that thing, what are you going to moan and complain about? Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's your whole and how, life. And what are you going to post on Facebook? You can't post those memes on about... No. Oh, letting go of all your no you're not letting go you're and, keeping it and what's really weird is that <laughs> the human mind can't work out that actually life will be better yeah the human brain and I have been there in fairness I, I had something a few years back yeah. that I wanted to hold on to and my brain could not work out that it would actually be better without it than it would if I kept it mm. so I do get it I mean we do, even Steve's had it but it, it, it is once you're not in it it's absolute insanity oh, but when brilliant. you're when you're in it, mate, mate, it actually feels even the most trivial thing. When you lose that, the, it's like the a blissful, oh my so nice. It's like a, it's like a high. So, but when um, you're in it, it feels very real, uh, and that is the problem with with suicidal thoughts and depression. It feels so real. Yeah. Um, but it is an illusion, and, it, and or, or I know we say a lot of things, but it's sometimes very hard to to just do. Um, we know you can't just do what we're saying. We, we know you can't do it logically. Yeah. We're just trying to give you some hope and some understanding of what's really causing the problem so you know that something can actually be done about it. Um, so so if you are experiencing uh, suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts about something else, um, because it can be anything, um, I, you know, I, I've had people, you know, the, the woman who, who broke my heart a few years ago, I remember when we were friends, she called me up and she'd had dark thoughts about something come up. And she was traumatised by it, absolutely traumatised. She didn't tell me what they were, but I just went in and switched it all off for her, and, and she well, was fine. Did, did you do it like that? I did like that, yeah. I was, I was, very, I was very graceful. I might uh, start doing that. Yeah, just do that. And it took me about an hour <laughs> or half, I think, to do it. But she was very traumatised because she'd never had dark thoughts either. <laughs> yeah. But and I, in this case, it was just something she'd read yeah. that got stuck in her brain, and she couldn't get out of her brain. And that happens to a lot of us. We'll read something, see something. Um, this, this guy that I treated... Um, as I was treating him over the weeks, because people think when you switch it off, nothing else comes up. But it does, unfortunately. You know, when you switch something off, other things are going to come up. And what happened was, I'd switched it off, calmed him down, but then he saw on TV about Caroline Flack. Oh, don't go And, and it triggered him. Yeah. It triggered him into his depression again, because he saw that on TV. So that was another trigger that I had to switch off. So things can happen when you're clearing things, to re-trigger it but yeah. then you'd have to switch that off and keep yeah. moving forwards yeah. that's something I couldn't have predicted yeah. but because he heard that yeah. and often depression is an auditory sound by the yeah. way so we've mentioned it before but auditory sound is depression which then leads to suicidal thoughts because he heard that that then triggered off the thoughts in his mind that there's no point and he doesn't he yeah, felt no guilty about existing yeah. so so these things can be triggered by lots of things. But once we switched it off, he felt much better again and he was fine. And he's been fine consistently for a few weeks now and he's back doing his job and he's doing yeah. great. Some of the people that come and see me, I mean, in particular, there's a few people that have been seeing me for uh, regularly. So they come and see me regularly. And what you just see, they don't notice it. No. But you notice it going from where they were and every every week they're just going better and better yeah, and right. better and better and better and they become and they and then the whole life's completely different and changed but they don't see it. No. They don't see it. And you're sitting back going, "Oh my god, you're such a different person." And I don't see it, but you've just seen them doing that. But that's where the biggest gains happen. And that's for me, that's where my biggest gains happen is being dedicated and sustaining the uh, dedication to it. And and want and the desire to be the best version of yourself and be the best version you can be, so I can be the best version of someone else is it, that's the, the sustainability of that is yeah. where you get the biggest growth. But too many people want to come and see you once or twice, right? Go on, I'm done now, 
And, yeah. and it doesn't work like that because if no. you've had 42 years of crap or 45, 48, 51, however many years of stuff, you've got to realise that every time you have an emotional response to anything, it gets stored in your brain. Yeah. And so if you've, if you've got that many things... Two sessions, I'm afraid, of uh, it's not going to get rid of all of that. No. Although we'd like to be able to have be able to just press a button and do that. One well, day, hopefully, we'll be able to. But day, if you yeah. have had lots of things, it does take a little bit of time. And the other thing is, depends how deep you want to go. You know, some people will come to me and and they'll do the service stuff of what's happening now. Yeah. But then they'll go deeper to other responses, like when, like with me, I, I cleared some stuff around my dad, but then I realised I was getting angry when I dropped my keys, and that sounds stupid. But I didn't want to be like that. Yeah. That's more down to behaviours and actions. Yeah. And then it comes. Then you go on a deeper level, and you go down to well, how am I behaving around people? Yeah. Uh, and and am I? Yeah, that's what I say a lot on Facebook. If you're having negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative behaviours, yeah. Then then and then they're not they're not working for you. No, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Then they're not working for you because they're going to make you act, feel, behave, and. F- do things in a certain negative way that has a negative impact on other people, it has a negative impact on yourself. But what we do is, Dan, that's just me. I don't have to change that. No. Everybody else has got to put up with it. Oh, this is it's me, made, and if you don't like right. it, lump, lump it. it. Yeah, <laughs> do you know right, what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, well, that's not the way to live life, because life don't work that way for you. No, um, I used to think that way. Yes. Because uh, that's what you're sort of taught. Um, but... Trust me, life don't work that way. No. And when you switch all your stuff off, you know, and, and when you say, when I say switch, when you get rid of all of the stuff that's, that you're reacting to or behaving from a negative way or and your relationships and you can communicate better, um, all of a sudden your life starts to work, then that facilitates more good stuff. Yeah. Do you know exactly. what I mean? You're yeah. now not creating new negative new things. That's and that's right. the other thing is what people yeah. don't get. It's just that when you start getting some forward momentum doing that, your life actually speeds up and better things happen because you're no longer, you're not, you don't have the negative stuff creating negative stuff. So That's right. Anyway, yeah. getting a bit deep and technical now, so I might, let, I might Very leave it there. Very deep and technical <laughs> right at the end of that. So is there anything you want to add? Before we go, we're going to wrap up now. Is there anything you want to add that we've missed? Anything yeah, I don't know Just if I Just about meant... suicidal thoughts, depression, dark thoughts. Is there anything you want to add about that? Not really, um, other than that, you know, I was... Depression is um, it, it is uh, an anxiety in particular. Uh, there's, it's caused by a conflict, and it is generally a loss. And so uh, when you know that, that like you said earlier, um, that, that will give you a clear indication of why you're feeling that way. And the other thing is, is that... Um, that the problem is, is especially with blokes that go in their own head and try and work it out and actually you can't work it out so the no. fact that you might understand the loss but you won't understand what's causing it so I would try not to do that so often and if you are really suffering from that the longer it goes on the longer you stay there it doesn't it, it doesn't generally just go away you don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden uh, God's come in and changed everything and waved a magic no. wand and your life changes no. that's the big thing and a lot of people keep on going on and on and on and on thinking yeah one day It'll one change. day it's going to change yeah. my life's going to change I'm going to feel better but yeah. when you know what we know and it's actually hardwired in your mind then it's always going to be there and sometimes you'll lift out of depression yeah. Right? Because so you have a few good things happening in your life and then all of a sudden you'll get re-triggered again. I, I went and had a coffee with a girl just before Christmas and we were talking about one of her friends and I said to her, she said, oh yeah, she's bought a new car and, uh, and you know, I can't afford a new car or whatever. And she said, I bought a new car. I said, trust me, so give it a few months and watch her crash. Yeah. And I've been watching on Facebook and that crash has happened because we were on that pendulum. So anyway, so uh, getting getting a bit more clear. If you do, uh, if you do, uh, really are suffering depression, you no longer, no longer want to have it in your life. Then please reach out to us because um, I've helping and Jonathan helps lots of people solve their depression, and I've yeah. done it for me, and uh, I've done it for lots of other people. So that's what yeah. I really want to add, really. Uh, yeah, nothing really much to add to that. Steve said it all. Uh, if you are suffering, then just give us give us a call. Yeah. But but please realise something can be done about it. Yeah. Don't listen to people who tell you it can't be done. They do not know what they're talking about. Yeah, sorry. Uh, with no, the don't. greatest respect, because we do it all the time, yeah. and we did it with with ourselves. You just you do have to be prepared to deal with stuff. And we'll say that you have to be prepared to deal with stuff and switch it off. Yeah, but I think a lot of are, people want to get rescued as well, and that's a problem. Yeah, and that can be a problem as well. And we know a few people like that. Yeah, but. If you if you genuinely want to get rid of it, there is hope, and that's all we're trying to spread is hope. We're trying to give people hope and show that it is possible. Yeah. Uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, well, I'm talking, we're just going to say, um, hopefully we might be opening up a 
Ah, oh, yes, go on, tell me about that. So, yeah, so um, I've been uh, buzzing away, and I think I might have found an investor and somebody who wants to get involved with myself and Jonathan. Uh, we're looking to open an inside out clinic. Um, we're just looking for the right premises at the moment because obviously, premises is important. Um, obviously, it's going to be in Essex, but that will be a centre. Um, hopefully, uh, we're going to call it probably the Healing Lounge, and there will be a, you'll be able to come and uh, come as a centralised place where you'll be able to come and either see Jonathan and myself or any other therapies that might be offering there at the time. So keep your eyes posted for that. I'm hoping that we're going to get that off the ground. So uh, keep let's uh, just keep our fingers crossed and hopefully um, soon we'll have somewhere where there'll be a central place where you can come and see us, talk to us, find out more about what we do and uh, and, and get your treatments there from there. So I'm yeah. keeping my fingers crossed for that. I'm really excited about that. And yeah. um, I put it out there about six months ago and funnily enough, it sort of worked itself round. I've attracted it. I've had the, right, the client come... He believes in what we do. It's just yeah, it's all it's falling into place. place. So I'm yeah. I'm chuffed a bit with that. So okay. um, we've also got the Law of Attraction talk on the 16th of uh, March. We're also at the uh, uh, the Racecourse Expo. So Aaron Desmond's oh, network in Essex. Uh, we are um, we're uh, at the exhibition there at the Racecourse. I don't know what the date. I don't is. know what the date is. Uh, brilliant. Uh, we'll keep I think it's, on it's, that. A, it's a Thursday. I think it's twenty fifth. I think it's Thursday the twenty fifth. Of March. I think so. Okay, cool. 24th or 26th of March. Anyway. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Go to our website. Do you want me to do that bit? Do that bit. Okay, so you can go to my website, which is healingthemind.co.uk. You can go to Jonathan's website, which is decodingpain.com. You can can find us everywhere, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, If you want also to to find out anything about business and how we help in businesses, you can go to the inside-outeffect.co.uk website. Um, You can find us on YouTube which is the Inside Out Effect uh, with Jonathan and Stephen or Stephen and Jonathan which I'm not sure and you'll see all 23 episodes of our our podcast which you can also find on our websites find us on LinkedIn you can find us on Facebook you can find us anywhere really if you have a problem if no one else can help and if you can find us (laughs) maybe you can like that Uh, for those people that don't know that's the A-Team one of my favourite shows Um, but it's very easy to find us is what we're trying to say so so anyway so we really thank you for joining us again yes thank Um, you we appreciate it to everyone who's commented or made a comment I say I just can't see them but thank you we appreciate that I did see I did see see my friend Michael uh, uh, Mike Reed and uh, I went out for his birthday Hello, buddy. Uh, yes, so um, thank you for your kind words as well, mate. I did see them, but he, we were talking exactly. and I didn't want to... Really and if you know anyone this could really help or is experiencing suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts or depression, then please get them to watch it. Uh, it can't, you know, at, at the very least, they, they might learn something. Yeah. Um, and it may just help bring them, snap them out of it or, or realise that something can be done. Yeah. All right, great, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll be back on uh, the next episode. We're hoping to have a special guest again uh, for our next uh, episode. And uh, we will see you then. Uh, until then, it's, uh, I'm going to say uh, it's good night from him. And it's good night from me. See you later, chads. Bye.